Okay, welcome back. This is another episode of Hawk Talk with Easy and the Beards. I'm Easy. I'm beard number one. And I'm beard number two. Oh yeah. Summer behind, edition. Behind the computer over there, our guy Avery. It's uh, We've had a little bit of a layoff, but we come back to you today with a very special guest, um, Daniel Groom, who is a junior going into his senior year, tennis player here at UNCW. Um, the young man's from Australia and uh, has quite an interesting story, and we'll kind of get into that with him today, ask him a few tennis-related questions, and um, some big news just came down the wire for him as well. He was selected to participate in the Oracle ITA Masters that will be held in Malibu, California. So that sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and maybe dive into that right away. And you can kind of maybe just tell us how, uh, how you feel about that and kind of what that means to you. I know you're the first uh, tennis player here at this program to ever get that invitation. So kind of a big honor. You can kind of start us off there if you want. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, came unexpected, but uh, I, I, my mentor actually, uh, Scott Webster from App State, he, he went to the tournament a few years ago, and uh, so I've kind of just been talking to him a lot about it, so I'm really excited. Pretty cool. I mean, you're, it's, every conference gets one representative, and so you're the representative for the whole CAA, not just UNCW, but the whole conference, and you get to go out there and kind of, you know, put the conference reputation on the line. How does that added pressure? Or is it kind of, you know, you're going to be in Malibu. It's pretty chill out there too. You know, what are your, what are the thoughts going through your head? Um, no, I, I, not pressure. I kind of feel, because it, it's just come out unexpected. Um, so they went from the UTR, which is the universal tennis rating, um, which mine used to never be that great. I, I would always try and get it up, but uh, I was playing five and six down in the bottom of the right. order. Um, so it was hard to get it up, and then I made a huge jump this year. So never once did I ever think about it. So now the fact that I'm in the tournament, it's kind of there's no pressure there in a way, which is nice. So it sounds like you're pretty excited, though. Have you been to California? Uh, we went to San Diego last year, um, played some matches out there, uh, but I never really got to see any of it because we would travel, would practice, would play, mm. would would move off. Um, so yeah, I'm really. I've heard Malibu is one of the best places in the in America, so it's gonna be great. It's yeah. pretty for sure. Yeah, let's. I mean, you, know, you mentioned some of the your tennis accolades here. So I mean, you're a, you completed three seasons with the Seahawks. You're you're gonna be a senior leader this year on the team. I mean, you've been playing the whole time you've been here, so that's pretty cool. You didn't really have to come and you know take a back seat to anybody. But like you said, your first couple of years you were kind of in the bottom three. And last year, you kind of made the big jump up to the kind of the top three, right? Towards the end of the year, you were the number three guy. Yeah. You know, what was that transition like coming from, you know, playing at the bottom? Now you're now you're one of the one of the guys on the team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, obviously, there's a lot of older guys earlier when I came in. Um, and what I was looking for in, in the program was I wanted to come where I could play down the bottom and then work my way up. Um, because I can learn off the other guys to, for what it takes. Uh, but I'd always try to bank myself down the bottom, and, and then I put in a big summer last year uh, up in Boston. I was working up there at a country club, but like I said before with my mentor, um, we had a big summer, and I came back in September, and I felt like a new player. So I knew I could 
going into January in the season, I felt confident that it was going to be fine. So maybe uh, let's take take us back kind of to maybe the beginning. I know you were born in Australia, Tasmania. Yeah. Um, you know, not something that too many Americans are that familiar with, but um, kind of take us back to maybe your early, early days in Australia. What kind of got you into tennis and maybe like some early influences that kind of pushed you maybe in that direction? Okay. Um, so my, my family doesn't have a tennis background. Um, no, not many Americans know about Australian rules football. Uh, completely different than rugby. Completely different than American football. It's just a new sport. Um, so that's kind of our biggest sport. So I play a bit of that, a bit of cricket, a bit of soccer. Um, I did this when I was six or seven years old, I think, um, uh, like a little camp, uh, for tennis and I didn't like it. And then my, my brother was in that camp and he, he enjoyed it. So he started taking private lessons and, uh, at about eight, nine, I'd go and hit my dad while my brother was taking a lesson and loved it. Um, got into it, not too serious. And then it just took off. So you think you then ended up overtaking your brother when it came to the skill in tennis? Does he still play today? Or? No, I mean, he only played when he was, when he was uh, little? yeah, 12 or 13. So um, it was kind of just an intro for him. Uh, he's, he's more into uh, the arts, you know, uh, drawing, that, that history, uh, which is great. And then I'm more the sporty, the sporty one in the family. So tell us a little bit about Tasmania. I know just reading about it and, and looking into it a little bit, there's some things here and there, but tell us from your perspective, what were some things that maybe were different, big differences for you when you got over here that maybe, maybe not that frustrated you, but things that were maybe a little different that it took you a little bit to get used to? Yeah. Um, Culture-wise, it's actually not too much different. So, I mean... I, I know I'd find it hard if the languages were different, which thank, I, I came in and it was fine. So it wasn't too hard to adjust. But, uh, I mean, the lifestyle is different. Um, Wilmington's obviously a big college town, and there's nowhere in Tasmania that's like that. So it's kind of more secluded. So getting used to how everything runs through the college was different. I wouldn't say it was bad. I mean, it was just an adjustment. Um, there's not too many negatives. Yeah, is there, do you see some, because I believe you're from Hobart? Yeah. Now, is there similarities? I know it's it's kind of a big port town, right, or a big port city. Now, being, I know you probably don't get to get around Wilmington as much as you'd like, but do you see any similarities in the two towns where, you know, you're right by the water here? I would assume you were right by the water there, you know, spending sure. time at the beach, stuff like that? Um it's definitely really relaxed, and then you go anywhere else. I've noticed even here, um, that's a little bit different. But uh, yeah, there's definitely that's why the adjustment wasn't too hard because you're going into a place that's kind of similar, even though it's different countries. Um, but that was good. So then maybe to let's let's go back to I know you've worked with some some pretty famous Australian tennis coaches and maybe even mentors for you at a young age. I know one name that kind of jumped out to me, correct me if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but Simon Yule. Perfect. Now, so I know he was a former pro, late 80s, early 90s, played in every big Grand Slam tournament there was. And um, 
tell us about that relationship and kind of maybe working with him and how that got you maybe to the level you're at now to where you could come over here and play college tennis. No, I mean, for sure, he's probably uh, had the biggest influence on my tennis, I think. Um, we, I've worked with him um, since I pretty much started and took, took it seriously, which is 10-11. Uh, um, every, every trip, state trip, national trip, has been with Simon pretty much, so he's been there throughout the entire time. Um, so, yeah, he, he uh, loves his tennis, and I think he loves Hobart as well, even though he's travelled around. So um, he takes a lot of pride in his kids. His son plays. Uh, Tom, so I grew up with him, he's the same age, um, and there was a good bunch of kids that were my age that came up through um, the tennis ranks, and Simon was just there throughout, so. You think that was, his success was a big influence then on what the tennis culture became kind of in Tasmania, sure, and, yeah, in Hobart? He's had a huge influence. Uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be here without him, so I appreciate it. So tell us then, too, about I know you, you, you won some big tournaments when you were in high school over there and went to, uh, I can't remember the name of the high school now, the academy that you went to. Now, those tournaments that you won over there, compared to what you're doing now, obviously you're in college now and you're playing college tennis, do you think those tournaments and winning at a young age kind of set you up to have success now that you're over here in the States? Yeah, no, for sure. Um being in Tassie, I mean, there were different events, but it wasn't huge. So um, the National Schoolboys Tournament in Albury um, in 2016 that I won was a pretty big breakthrough, um, which set me up over here. I mean, it's completely different here in terms of the individual compared to team focus. So I'd never been in a, a team focused environment for tennis. It was always individual. So that's probably the big difference there, but for sure. The, the individual tournaments back home help. Walk us through then kind of, you know, UNCW coming on your radar as you're getting, you know, to your senior year in high school. What are the other options that are available to you and what kind of pushed you in this direction? Uh, the recruiting process went pretty quick, actually, surprisingly. Um, so the options were pretty limited in terms of if I stayed in Australia or in Tassie specifically, it would have been harder to to really get somewhere with my tennis. Um, I wanted to go pro, um, and still do. Um, but uh, just the Simon's great, but the structure with all the players they kind of drop off. So it was either I moved to Melbourne and fully go with my tennis, uh, come to the US and play in the college system, which is is it's insane. So. Um, that was always pretty much the only option unless I wanted to give up on my dream. Um, and then the degree, obviously, it's just the added bonus in that. So does Coach Dubois reach out to you? Do they do they travel to Yeah, no, Tasmania so or? obviously there's a lot of results on the internet um, that they're recruiting. Uh, so uh, Alex Weatherall, the assistant, he does a lot of the recruiting here. So he reached out to me. Um, you put a video up of you uh, so that they can get to see your more technical stuff. You Skype videos. You start off with email or Facebook messages. Mm -hmm. uh, then you Skype, get to know them face-to-face. -face. They get to know your personality. Um, 
just got to, it's all results based. Right. Not a lot of money in the budget to travel out to Tasmania, I imagine. Yeah, for, no, that's tough. <laughs> so it's risky, but uh, that's why it's so hard to create a, a really good team because if you're not seeing the person in, you know, in person, you're kind of taking a flyer on them whether they're going to turn out really good or not. So. Well, it's kind of like half the team, right? I mean, you got guys from Brazil, Argentina, South Africa, Europe, all exactly, over the place. Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess the same thing. Before they get on campus, like, you've never met in person. Is that right? Yeah. So, yeah, the Skype's important. Um, and then, yeah, the results are huge. If you can't put up results uh, that the coaches can see, then they can't take the risk on you. So, Had you been to the States before? No, never left, so, left Australia. So first time coming here. Wow, so what was that like then? I mean, now, were there other schools that were kind of interested in you coming over here? Or was it kind of Wilmington and then you kind of maybe tunnel vision on them? And because they were interested, you kind of stuck it out with them? Or um, was there other options on the table for you college-wise? No, I had uh, a few options. Um, but really, yeah, UNCW offered everything that I wanted in terms of a program. Um, the area obviously has looked really nice. Um, I heard great things about it. Um, looked like the rust the roster was building. Um, coach told me I'd probably be around the five six mark at the start, which is what happened. But that's that's where I wanted to be, so that worked out as well. Uh, so a lot of offers actually came in after I'd signed, which is weird. Like, are they trying to get me out of the commitment or? Um, but yeah, no, there are a few options. UNCW is always going to be on top there. Well, it was almost like UNCW did the work on you, and then all these other colleges were like, oh, okay, well, if, if they're going to offer them, yeah. <laughs> might as well too. Okay, so then let's go back to the Australia thing then for a second, because I'm really interested about Tasmania and just that whole culture for some reason. I don't know why. But um, tell me about then when, when you got over here, I know we, we talked about, you know, Hobart and, and Wilmington having some similarities, but um, tell me about some of the, the language things now, like just the slang and, and, and the, the difference. Like I, I heard you, I hear, I heard you say Tazzy, Tazzy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is that like, Tazzy that's like short. saying Tasmania pretty much, but it's kind of like Wilmy, I suppose. Yeah. Like right. Wilmy, Wilmington. Yeah. But uh, just the Tazzy version. Oh, okay. So. And also then to the food, that's a big thing for me, food-wise. Now, what kind of seafood is over there compared to, like, the seafood that you eat over here? Like, the differences or what, like, what culture-wise did you kind of get into over here that you maybe didn't see over there or things that you were maybe looking for over here that we just don't have? Uh, with the seafood, it's, it's a lot fresher. seems a lot fresher back home. I don't know what you guys do with the with the fish, but yeah. <laughs> it, always, it always seems to be a little bit tougher. Um, but the food was interesting, like at the at Dubs and at Wag, um, just seeing the differences. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, it's just it just seems a lot fresher, just in general. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. Just, I, I understand what you're saying, though. Yeah. I, Do you have any, any local favorites now? Sweet tea or uh, um, Bojangles, barbecue, anything like that jump out at you over here? 
Yeah, so I mean, cookout's great. <laughs> cookout's huge. Uh, and then um, I've actually got in, got him into bagels. Okay. It's, a, it's not big in Australia. You just have sandwiches, have yeah. bread, but uh, bagels, are, I love them. Yeah. Get one every day. Really? That's something new for you over here? Yeah, so honestly, that's <laughs> it seems simple. You got Einstein's or? Einstein's, yeah. beach bagel, or uh, round. Uh-huh. Um, that's probably the best food I've had over here, to be honest. So. <laughs> bagels. bagels. That's awesome. Hey, that works, though. So you're going to have to... Now, I know you You said your, your goal, ultimately, would be to go pro. So kind of walk us through what that would kind of look like for a college tennis player, right? To where, you know, you play your four years here, and then what would that transition be like? Would that be maybe you going back to Australia and working it there, or would it be kind of staying in the States, and how does that transition work? Uh, yeah, so obviously uh, college is becoming probably the number one option now to get a training base and then go pro. So John Isner went... Uh, Steve Johnson, like a lot of the top guys now are actually former college players. Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't know yet. That's something I've got to work out. Uh, I'm going to judge it more halfway through the season. Um, I could use, I could stay here and have Wilmington more as a training base, um, stay in the States and play the Challenger tournaments, futures, and try and get my ranking up before I go elsewhere. Um like I said before, I could go to Melbourne. I have contacts out there. Um, and kind of the same thing, just go around Asia Pacific. So, yeah, I mean, I have options. Probably traveling into Europe and stuff isn't there yet because it's too expensive. Um, but definitely stay in the in the U.S. for the first year or, or back home. Let's talk about a little bit more here at UNCW. So, I mean, you got here at the right time. I don't know if it's coincidence or not, but, you know, first two years – conference champions, NCAA appearances, you were able to participate in that second one against Tennessee. Last year, you know, right there in the conference finals and Elon was able to edge it out. I imagine going into this season, the goal's got to be, again, a conference championship and, you know, maybe make some noise in the national tournament, no? No, for sure. Yeah, so the first two years were, were unreal. We, we had brought in eight freshmen, actually. Uh, so it was a completely new team. And then... Uh, we had William and Mary in indoor school, indoors in the final, which normally it's outdoors. So a bunch of freshmen playing an indoor team indoors in the conference final. Like It doesn't sound like it's going to work out, but uh, we did it and then uh, went to Wake and found out where that level was. The number one team in the country yeah. was. Yeah. That was rough. Um, but, I mean, we're still freshmen, so it was, yeah. it was good learning. Uh, and then the year after, it was great. Great through nineteen and four, I think record. So um, that was really nice. Tennessee, we actually had a huge shot against. Um, we won uh, three first sets. Uh, so really, it only came down to one point. Could have been a four three. Uh, and then this year, we we set our goals a lot higher. We were we were looking for sweet sixteen, um, whereas the previous years it was more of a conference goal and then and then see where it goes uh and we actually we destroyed elon during the season 6-1 uh which at the time was good but maybe in the long run that wasn't uh got to conference final and 
really it came down to we had match point in the doubles point um and then lost that lost the doubles point went down one zero won the next three singles points so realistically could have been a four zero um but elon came back good on them uh so this year it'll be going back to that conference goal i think and then uh don't try and get too ahead of ourselves see where we can what we can do in nationals but conference will be the goal I think certainly the you know obviously winning the conference is doable based on the recent results and I think you know me sweet 16 might be a bit ambitious but you know once you get there you win one and yeah who I knows, mean, we had a building team you know it's, it, we continue to grow as a team from freshmen we're now juniors a lot of us so I mean the goal is there because we we know what we're capable of but just didn't work out that way and then you mentioned kind of the differences between kind of being a more team oriented versus individual oriented. We talked at the beginning. I mean, you're going off on your own to the ITAs to start the season. You know, year over year, you've shown improvement just yourself. And I think this year, you know, your big loss in Severino won't be here on the team any Huge. longer. Um, but I imagine you're going to be the first person that wants to fill that role and be in the top two, no? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's the plan. So no reason you guys can't keep that momentum going. Uh, hopefully it'll, uh, it'll be a good season. Tell me about, you know, here on campus you've got the bird cage, right? Is that where everyone comes to watch yep. uh, <laughs> the tennis matches? You know, what's the atmosphere out there like? What, what are the facilities like here compared to, you mentioned, you know, William & Mary's an indoor school. Um, you know, you've been out to California to some of those other schools. What are some of these other facilities like compared to UNCW now that you've been here for three years? Um... I mean, obviously, the top-notch schools, uh, George's facility is insane. Uh, Wakes is ridiculous. Um, so you can't compare it to that. But, I mean, the courts are, are quick here, which is something that I don't like. Um, there's nothing I can do about it. I can I can handle it. I can play on it. But uh, going to Elon, I absolutely love because the courts are really slow. I'm not a big guy. I, I just run a lot of balls down. Um, so... I love the Elon courts. Um, we went to like San Diego. In terms of the structure of the facility, like it's the same. Um, it's just a different style of court, really. So San Diego was great. It was really slow. Um, but then you go indoors, and it, it's really quick. So there's a lot of things that uh, people that don't play tennis don't know. Um, different courts obviously suit different people. And yeah, it really depends on how you like them. But Elon, can't. <laughs> Can't get over that. The courts are unreal. So take us then through, I know, um, like Mike had said, there's a lot of, the, the team is, is really cultured, which I think is really cool. There's guys from all over the globe that have kind of come together and, and built a, a contender in the CAA. Now, what is it that Coach DuBose has done that has kind of allowed you guys to find this success really from the beginning and you know you guys have pretty much been been top team in the CAA since you arrived on campus what is it that he's been able to do that's kind of unlocked this ability in all of you guys to kind of play well together I think uh, having a lot of internationals helps us out a lot um, not the tennis side of it but just the living side of it uh, we all are in the same situation so maybe if I was living with a bunch of Americans, like, it's fine. But maybe I feel more pressure or I, I don't connect as much. 
Um, but just having everyone around is nice. Uh, you said we're losing um, Goose earlier, um, which is huge character-wise. Uh, Marshall Warren's not playing this year. He's uh, actually a Wilmington kid. Uh, he's huge character-wise. So a lot of what we've been, like how we've been successful hasn't been on the court. It's been, we've been like a family off the court. Maybe a lot of other teams aren't. Uh, coach has been really good with uh, setting what our goal is, really. Um, so we lost the two conferences before the new bunch of freshmen came in, which is, I was in. Um, so he knew what his goal was and he knew how to get there. We're just kind of resetting. So he's been really good at getting the guys to, to get on board with that. Do you guys all live in the same dorm freshman year? Do you still live together now? Uh, yeah, so freshman year, we're all in the same place. We're at Camden Forest. Um, didn't get to live on campus. Uh, and we're all living together. Maybe we're spread out, mm -hmm. but yeah, we're still all together. So what's what's that experience been like for you? Just kind of coming over here and just being thrown into the fire kind of and having to do your own thing and kind of really, you know, I'm sure you understood what, what that all entailed already, but was there anything that was kind of you know, like, oh, I got to do my own laundry now or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just kind of coming over and having to just be thrown into the fire as really as an adult and as a young man right away. Uh, it hasn't, it's, it's been fine. It's a, I was just, uh, like really scared actually coming over. I didn't come over with family or anything. So um, I had to settle on my own. Uh, but I had been on plenty of trips on my own. Um, over to the mainland from Tassie uh, earlier when I was 12, 14, 16 to get me kind of semi-prepared for what was to come. So I was kind of already mature enough to uh, to handle it, which is nice. you get back there at all to, uh, um, to Tassie? So I did at Christmas time and trying again this Christmas. So it's summer over there at Christmas time right. as well. So it works out well. Weather. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> well, so yeah, and where you're from over there too, it, it's another similarity really to where we are here. You guys don't get much snow over there, right? Uh, no, no, not at all. Uh, maybe a little bit in the mountains, but yeah, uh, it's pretty nice. So those winters over there are, you, would you say these winters over here have been a little colder than what you've been used to, or is it just really similar? It's very similar actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Winter-wise, very similar. Summer, like same temperature, just different different heat it's yeah. a lot drier um in australia it's very humid over here so but not too much of an adjustment one other thing i'll mention you know just the the tennis team as a whole won a community service award for the whole north and south carolina last season i think you know some of the the, the weather occurrences here in, in north carolina might have contributed to that i mean just talk about kind of you know we talked about the tennis and all that and Talked a little bit about coming to school and all that stuff, but and you guys are helping out in the community as well. What's that like, especially not being from around here? Yeah, so, I mean, we pride ourselves that in, in that as a team. Uh, during the hurricane, obviously a lot of people were, were harmed by that. So uh, we packed off to Charlotte, and obviously there's not too much to do if you're just there doing nothing. So we went in and um, took some phone calls, for Red Cross, uh, try and help out. I mean, there's a lot of people around here that help out, help us out that we don't know about. 
that we don't know the names of, but we know they're out there. Um, and we kind of don't have anything to reward or, you know, like notice those people. So it was just nice to, to try and help out maybe some of those people that were hurt in, in the hurricane and um, kind of just thank them for everything that they do for us as well. That's really cool. I didn't even know that. That's that's awesome, man. Then uh, kind of maybe just a, a little bit of a preview then going into this year. No, so my question is, so with the, the ITA that you're about to go to, now does that really will be the first tournament to kick off your senior year, or does that still, is it considered part of your junior year? Uh, no, that'll be... Is it kicking that'll off? Be, that'll be my senior year, It'll yeah. be kicking off the... Because I came in January, so it'll be three and a half. So technically, I, I actually don't know. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is it like the end of the season kind of tournament that they do, or is it officially kicking off the next season? Because you, yeah. you guys don't start playing until here January. until... Yeah, in January is the start. So. Yeah, so... But you play the... In, you mean there are fall events, though, correct? Yeah, we have four, but they're more individually. Okay. Like they're individual the team tournaments. stuff really starts in January? November, we have a, a dual match here, team match. Uh, but it's not... It's just, you know, it's a practice match. Oh, yeah, it's like exhibitions. Yeah. No, okay. Kind of like preseason? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But, uh... Yeah, it's senior year. I think it is recognized as that. And in my head, it's senior year. Yeah, because so. yeah, you've already, yeah, you, the season's over, your junior year's over. It's yeah. kind of, you're ready to take that next step. And January is where it starts, so. You said to graduate in uh, in May? Yeah, so I'm, uh, t- that's why I'm staying over the summer, taking a lot of classes. Uh, so I won't do the full, for my fourth year. I'll end up graduating in three and a half. Because you, you said you got here in January, so you yeah. just follow your freshman year, I yeah. guess, right? Okay. And, uh, cool. yeah, graduated in December, straight over, which is what I wanted. I didn't really want to have that six-month uh, layoff from school. Do you, oh, guys, okay. you, you guys graduate it's, in August. Gotcha, we graduate gotcha. in December, so. Okay. That's crazy, man. That is. Well, and you're a finance major, too, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can only imagine that, you know, along with tennis, that <laughs> workload and that. It's a lot. Yeah, that's what... I mean, tell us what that's kind of been like. And, you know, obviously you've you've been to school before and you went to school in Australia, but, you know, when it comes to workload and just, you know, the material that you're studying and working on, was that kind of something that was maybe even a little overwhelming in the beginning when you first got here, just trying to figure out that balance between tennis and schoolwork? Definitely. That's probably the biggest adjustment is my organization, and that's improved a lot. Um, so kind of a typical day would be classes in the morning, nine to whenever, nine to 12, maybe we try and get some individuals, uh, private lessons in with the coaches rather than teams. So you can work on more individualized techniques, 12 to two, you know, somewhere around there just for an hour. So you get an hour break somewhere in there and then practice from two to five lift or workout from five to six and then straight to the lib for for some study, like maybe seven to nine. So there's not too much free time in there, but it's all fun. Just having to organize everything out is, has been tough. And I, I would assume then now, you know, like you said, going into your senior year, it's probably a little easier than it was when you first got on campus. For sure. I mean, you get used to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. For sure. I'll have to ask our mandatory uh, 
strength Ben question. You brought up the conditioning and strength training. How's how's that go for the, the men's tennis team? Uh, no, it's good. Um, <laughs> Kyle's great. He's our strength and conditioning guy. Um, very motivated. Uh, so the fall, we we try and get in there a lot, um, get stronger. Uh, I'm always sore. There's not one day that I'm not coming out sore. And then spring's more more uh, relaxed because of matches, so it's more about recovery. But no, it's, it's great. How does that compare to anything that you experienced in, in Tasmania? Is there no. anything quite like that? No, that's that's why the college program is so much you know, better than everywhere else. It's just you're, you're full on the entire time, and you're getting help through it. And there's no way out of it in a way. Like, <laughs> you know, if you're training that much, it, it's easy to mentally check out and just give up. Um, but just with the structure around how it is, it, you, you know, you can't and you don't want to yeah. either. So it's great. So then uh, maybe a couple American questions, right? So I know obviously you're a big tennis guy. Have you been uh, getting into foot like American football or even, you know, let's say basketball since, you know, we have – pretty good basketball program here as well. Has there been some other things that have kind of Americanized you in a way with sports over here? Um, I'm a huge NBA fan, like massive. Uh, I mean, that started before I got here, but obviously being here, it's grew a lot. Football, not too much. Um, the, I mean, the college sports is the biggest thing. I, I never followed that at all mm. before coming here. Um, and now love, you know, March Madness is great. And then even the college football is, is really good. Uh, so definitely that with the NBA. Who's your NBA team? <laughs> Chicago Bulls. Really? Which is not great so, right now. But yeah. Well, uh, the Carolina kids now. Yeah. yeah right. White, so we're all good. What what got you into the Bulls? I take it while you were over in Australia. What what got, I know, maybe Michael Derek Jordan. Rose, but, Derek Rose. But yeah. was it MJ? No, just only Derek Rose at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when I started, he was obviously in his prime. I just watched one or two matches and some highlights, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's the guy I love. So, is it is it kind of hard to follow the NBA over there? To where, like, I mean, I would assume there's probably cable packages or things that you can get on TV to where you can watch them. But is that something that's kind of difficult to keep track of over there or? yeah and the time zone difference as well so a lot of the matches are happening at 5 a.m or whatever time it is uh so a lot easier over here have you been able to go to a game since you've been over here been to one i went to uh orlando against uh, milwaukee this year with Giannis. that's that's my team you're a milwaukee fan yeah that's where i'm from really milwaukee, yeah oh i'm a big milwaukee fan and he won mvp last night I'm disappointed in that, so. Oh, are you? <laughs> I'm a Harden fan. Oh, you're a Harden fan? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> was, that, was that game in Orlando? Yeah. At uh, Amway, was it? Yeah. yeah Pretty big arena, huh? It's huge. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, what what was that experience like for you? I take it that was kind of your first experience into, like, a, a big-time oh, American great, sports yeah. event? Um, definitely different. The energy was incredible. Uh Obviously, Giannis brings a lot, of, a lot of intensity, so oh, yeah. it was good. Good team bonding experience too. So. Oh yeah, the whole team went. Yeah, so we're in Orlando playing a, a bunch of schools down there in January. So then, too, with that, um, just the Australia connection too. When you uh, growing up in Australia, I know you, you know Tasmania is kind of an island over there, and 
you said you had trips over to the mainland now growing up were there like were you ever able to go to like the Australian Open or stuff like that over in the mainland while you were younger or um I traveled a lot uh earlier like we we love camping my family and I so um Australia is great for just backpacking around and yeah. uh, so we'd take six to eight week trips um over to Western Australia up to the Northern Territory you know explore I've actually never been to the Australian Open before so definitely need to do that when I go back um, but yeah, seeing a lot of Australia, which is nice. Well, maybe your first time going to the Australian Open will be playing in it. That'd be day. nice for the minute. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be. So tell me, I, like I said, I was kind of fascinated with the whole Tasmania thing. So I was reading some interesting things like, like a good, over a third of the population in Tasmania is in that Hobart area, right? So what the hell is in the rest There's of nothing. Tasmania? Man, all right, so Hobart uh, has, it's obviously the port, mm-hmm. mountains around. Um, and then up north, there's like Launceston and Burnie up top. And then there's just paddocks in the middle, just grass, open land. Uh, it's not used. It's just, yeah. just nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, like, when you say nothing, like, like just desert and, grassland? Like literally, or? it's just grassland, and there's a few towns, obviously. It's just a road um, with paddocks with maybe some sheep and cows just grazing in there. So, literally nothing. Really? So, kind of like driving through, you know, Kentucky or Ohio or Indiana over here, yeah. just... <laughs> no, literally, it's the same, yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy to me. Because when I read that, it just... So there's a lot of people then in Hobart in that little area to where like like tell me a little bit about the city. Obviously, I, I read that it was a port town and you know surrounded by mountains not far from it. So tell me a little bit about just the culture over there and just what some things that you kind of experienced when you were younger that maybe kind of molded you into who you are today. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm from New Norfolk, which is uh, 40 minutes out of Hobart. Uh, it's very small uh, on the river. Uh, it's a very old town as well, so uh, not too many kids coming out. Um, but it's very relaxed. I was on a, not a farm, but I was on 10 acres of land, so more of a country lifestyle. And then as you go, obviously, into the city, that changes, but it's only 40 minutes away. So I, I got to grow up in different ways sort of say a little bit of both a little bit of both which is nice um yeah get that city the city vibe and the country vibe at the same time Mm -hmm. um so very relaxed it's pretty similar to a a lot of areas in north carolina you know even wilmington's not a huge city i'd say but you know if you live out in leland or burgall or something like that you can be i mean you can get some real country out there and then Half an hour, you're in Wilmington, and I suppose it's like, yeah, if you're living forty five minutes out of Raleigh yeah. or something like that, it'd be pretty similar. So, yeah. so what are the beaches like over there? Very cold. Very cold. <laughs> no, the water's so much warmer here. But, yeah. Uh, no, they're nice. There's a lot. There's plenty too. Um, Tassie, it's all right. You go up to Queensland, like Brisbane, Gold Coast, and those type of places, and then beaches are ridiculous. So. Yeah, stuff you read about in magazines. So what was then, I know we, we kind of touched on, on the hurricane and, and some of the stuff, some of the great stuff that you guys have done in the community the last couple of years. Tell me about that experience for you. 
I'm, I'm obviously I'm not too sure. Do you guys get hurricanes over there to where it, it's like what you experienced over here? And if not, then kind of tell me what that experience was like for you and just how you kind of were able to just wrap your head around what was going on. Um, it was definitely different. No, we, we don't have hurricanes or anything like that. So uh, we don't, I mean, we get bushfires is probably it. That's the only thing that you're worried about in terms of like storms or anything. Uh, we were in Georgia and we were playing a tournament and uh, I was actually in the final of the tournament and I'm talking to my coach and coach is like, all right, we're going to have to go. Um, we're going to get everyone that's out of the tournament to go home because there's this hurricane coming. Uh, so I still didn't know what was happening. Like at the time, I was kind of unaware. Thought uh, playing a final. <laughs> yeah. And then I played the final, got off the court, and my assistant coach is like, all right, like right, we're going home. I think we're going to have to evacuate. So pretty much jump off the court into, all right, we're evacuating for a hurricane. It's, yeah. It was interesting, but uh, the team handled it well, which is nice. I, was, um, I lost my apartment, which is not great, but that's... That wasn't too bad. It was that. Did, did the team go to Charlotte, you said? Is that kind of where... Yeah, so we have a teammate. One of my teammates is from Charlotte, right. and their family helped us out a lot. They they put all of us in, so... And then um, you come back to find your apartments uh, yeah, flooded under, or... Underwater, underwater. Yeah. And then move into another apartment. Well, I didn't lose anything, just the apartment. You don't so. have much anyways, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good, man. I mean, that, I guess kind of bright side of that situation is that you didn't lose a lot I mean yeah I know for a lot of people it was kind of a an eye-opener especially for a lot of kids on campus that have never experienced something like that I can only imagine what what was going through some of your minds I mean not being from here it's kind of like a regular thing yearly down here which you probably kind of gathered now to where you know every year there's those warnings or those signs of something bad happening and you know, nine times out of ten, it just it never happened. So I think locals were kind of, you know, eh. But then when it does happen, it's it's, it's devastating. But yeah. glad to see everybody kind of made it out of that good. But, um, yeah, so then maybe just a little preview then going into this season. I know you guys probably got big expectations. I know you guys got plenty of award winners on the team coming back. Um, you and Austin. Um, I believe Bruno as well is, yeah, is he coming got back. Yeah, rookie of the year, I think. So, so I mean, I, I, I wouldn't think winning the CAA is out of the realm of possibilities. I would think that would be your goal going into the season. And then maybe for yourself, maybe some personal goals you may have going into this year. Um, yeah, no. So, I think everyone, we're, we're losing three. Um, two seniors, Josh and, and Goose. Um, and then we're losing uh, Gio, the Brazilian. Um, he's going to transfer. So, I mean, we're bringing back nine guys, and maybe we'll add one. So it's it's a similar team. I know Elon are losing a lot of their guys. It's going to change up the team. Um, James Madison will be good this year. Uh, so it's going to be tough, but I definitely think that we're good enough to to win again individually. Uh, not too many goals, to be honest. It's I just care about winning conference. That's that's pretty much where I'm at. So, 
I'll just try and contribute as much as I can to that. Is it possible, you know, based on the schedule and whatnot, to set your, as far as the team goes, to set yourself up for kind of an at-large bid to the tournament if you have a, you know, a great record and, say, happen to lose the conference tournament? Is it still possible to still no, play? No, definitely. Uh, so I think uh, maybe our second match we play um, Southern Cal, who are a top-10 school. So, I mean, if, if we pick up wins over yeah. quality teams, then our ranking's going to jump up. Um, so that definitely... Uh, that's a possibility. We were looking at that this year as well, so I'm trying not to focus so much on that and just kind of take it at conference. Right. If you just, I mean, if you just win all the matches, then that's you know you don't have to worry about out. anything. Yeah, right? then, <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah, then that's good. <laughs> that'll that'll be the easiest way in, right? So then, too, I, I know you you got to be excited about heading out to Malibu. So I know that. Uh, that's at the end of this month, or is it? Uh, late September. Late September, okay, okay. So when that happens, then now, is that something that um, you'll be going out there pretty much by yourself, or is, you know, one of the assistant coaches or head coach going out there with you to kind of, you know, be a cheerleader, or is it something that you're kind of on the plane and you're heading there? Uh, no, I'll, I'll have a coach with me. I, I think that's NCAA rule, maybe. I'm not not 100% sure, yeah, but... No, I think you're right. I don't know who's coming with me. I don't know if Coach or, or Alex will come, but definitely have someone there. And then I'll have uh, Josh, the senior, uh, graduated. Um, he's actually living out there now. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to see him, which will be nice. Oh, that's pretty cool, then. That's that's cool. So have... Um, I know, obviously, I'm sure you're in contact with your parents on a regular basis now. Is... Um, that are they able to come over here really and see you play, or is it something that like they have to check you out on what the what I think te- some tennis matches are broadcast. Maybe. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but have they been able to watch you so far yet in college or? Uh, no, so they they haven't come over. So it's been whatever. I've been here for two and a half years. Um, the last match they watched online I played really bad and then I went home and played a tournament there and had another horrendous match and since then they've been like I think we're bad luck for you (laughs) so um funny story at Georgia last year I've really wanted them to watch me again because I've improved a a lot um and I I told them the time and uh they were watching and I was playing a, a, a guy that was really good. And I was uh, 2-0 down maybe at the start. And then I started playing ridiculous tennis and I ended up winning like 3-3, three and three, something like that. And in my head, I'm like, yes, my family has finally seen me play a re- really, really good match. And I ring home and I'm like, did you watch it? And I'm like, no, at 2-0, I thought that we were bad luck. So we, we turned it off. Um... <laughs> Wow. So, no, they haven't seen me play in a long time. <laughs> well, so, so that might be a good thing then, huh? Yeah, so... Just send them a highlights video at, you know, afterwards, the end of the year. yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think there's live streaming at Malibu, so I'll try and get them to watch that. Yeah. Now, do you know who you're playing yet in that uh, first... Have they come out with, like, the seating or anything, or they've just no, done I think the invitations? that'll come out sometime in September. So, okay. yeah, just the invitations at this point. 
I think there's a you play a mixed doubles too. I think with the that'd be fun with the CAA female as well. Because I think we had a girl in it. We had Madara too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was right, really right. good. So. Yeah. So that'd yeah. be cool, yeah. So you get a little bit of everything. Yeah, no, that'll be uh, that'll be a little bit of fun. I mean, I don't think that would be too serious. Yeah, well, it's not like I'm gonna be mentally too serious about it. Yeah. I don't know about the other guys, but <laughs> well, and I was looking too. It 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 seems there's every year, you know, it's obviously based on the conference, but it looks like there's been several at least North Carolina within the state colleges that have been represented over there. Whether it's been uh, Young man from UNC Asheville, I believe, last year. Patton, uh, Justin Patton, yeah. Guy from Elon, too, um, was in it actually two years in a row, 17 and 18. Uh, probably the guy you're talking about that just recently graduated. But, um, yeah, so I, I know a lot of people will be tuned in and, and pulling for you. So Yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you. Anything then from you, you know, I, when we put this out, you know, anybody will be able to listen to it. So if there's any shout outs or anybody you want to say hello to, the floor is yours. Uh, no, I just shout out to my team. That's where it's at. So but thank you guys. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Thank you. This is uh, another successful episode of Hawk Talk with Easy in the Beards. Thank you, Daniel Groom. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back. Thank you.